Today we talk to Heavy Gus, a trio who have just released their debut album, Notions. Singer and songwriter Dorota, who also works as a marine scientist and as a new mother, is with us along with her partner Stealth, who you may also know as a member of the Lumineers. Ryan Dabrowski, the drummer, was also present, but due to technical difficulties, his contribution's not available. Nevertheless, there's plenty of good music talk with Dorota and Stealth of Heavy Gus. Start off by telling me how the band came together, because you guys are relatively new. Uh, you did your first gig, like, just last April, right? Yeah. We, um, how did we form? Stealth and I are married and play a lot of music together and have for most of the past 10 years. Um, and Ryan, so Stealth is in a band called The Lumineers, and Ryan's wife also plays in that band, which means that Ryan and I ah. spend a lot of time in dressing rooms eating tasty snacks, going, it'd be cool if we played music more. <laughs> sure, it's fun watching music, but maybe we should play something sometime. And so we had this, like, fantasy band that we talked about sometimes. And then when pandemic hit um, and everyone's schedules cleared up, we said, hey, why don't we try our fantasy band? Um, and, oh, here comes Stealth. And so we uh, drove to Nashville where our friend had a studio and made the record in just a few days. Hi, Stealth. Hi. Can you hear me? When you formed the band, was there like a plan in place, a sound in mind? How did it happen? Um, I've got a few like sonic references of a, a band that I've always wanted to have. That's like a little bit like Breeders, Yola Tango-esque. Um, yeah. And so I was excited to make a record along those sonic lines. Um, and then we all had that sort of in the back of our minds when we went into the studio. But then when we were there, we just sort of like went for it and tried a bunch of stuff. And I think that's why every it sounds pretty varied. I don't know if you listen to it, but there's like a lot of different um, vibes. On yeah. it. But they're all, I think, similar enough to be on a record. As far as me, yeah, we I think we've been wrapped up playing folk music for a while, and we're pretty excited to just do something different, a little more true to the form of stuff that we listen to. Not just folk music. You know, we all listen to a good variety of stuff. So with, with that in mind, why did you go to Nashville to this, you know, legendary studio to record the album? Uh, we have we have a friend there that uh, has this studio. His dad started it, um, and just like everyone else, he ran out of work. He lost gigs, and uh, I think it was just uh, more serendipitous that he was had a had a completely free schedule as well as us. So we were able to travel over there um, and record in the middle of the pandemic. He's like, "Look, I've got nothing going on." Anytime you guys want to come out, uh, feel free to. And I think that was the one nice part about suddenly everybody's schedules opening up. We all had more time to travel. Um, usually Ryan and I would be pretty booked up touring. Dorota was able to work from home. Um, so we were able to travel easily and make this work. Cool. So so what once you were, what was the, the recording situation like? What was the? Who is doing what? 
I'm just going to pop in and add one more thing about it. Stealth and I have recorded in a lot of places over the years, and he recorded one song at this studio before with our friend Parker, who engineered it. And that song just came out so good. Um, It sounded really good. And so we were like, we should do a whole record with Parker because it just was like excellent. And so that was always in the back of our minds to like go back there um, and make a record. And so, yeah, when his schedule freed up, we were like, perfect, let's go. (laughs) And what was that one song that you recorded? Stealth, what's the name of that song? My my song was called Slip Take. Um, yeah, Slip Take. While You Were Sleeping, remember it was that one? And yeah, I just whipped it up. For me, and I'm still doing this a lot on tour, currently I'm in Saskatoon, Canada, and I will be traveling, and if I have a few days off, try to find a studio and a place and just lay some songs down. I think historically, I really liked it all to be in the same studio, and now I'm trying to just open up to being like, it's better to pop in and do one song somewhere than never make uh, an album happen happen at all. So that's kind of what I've been working on, my new ethos of a sort. Um, And the, uh, as far as recording at Parker's, I think, you know, we were off, we were on Lumineers tour, Ryan was out, DeRota was out, and um, I had the day off, um, and we were in Nashville. So we just popped over to uh, Parker's studio for the day, recorded two songs. And even then we were just like, these are freaking fantastic. We should make a whole record like this. So cool. <clears throat> it started out just wanting to be very archival. You know, we wanted it first. It, uh, let's lay this down because the ideas are here. I don't think we had any intention on making a record and what is already after a few days turning out to be a pretty, uh, a pretty good head start on, on a record. So We're surprising. Right, hopes. So, as as I've watched your videos, it, it, it's pain, uh, obvious that uh, you were pregnant during the process as well. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> how did how did that work into the, into the other than the video that we see? Yeah. Um, you know, I just wanted to keep doing the things that I loved doing, despite being with child. <laughs> so I insisted that we right. just um, keep doing it. And it was totally, I mean, fine. One of the videos was a little bit hard to record. You can't tell that I'm pregnant in it, but um, I'm pregnant in the video for Weird Sad Symbol. And there's like a part where they're dumping goo on me. That was like a dairy concoction. That was pretty rough um, in terms of pregnancy yep. nausea. <laughs> But um, otherwise, yeah, it was pretty easy. And then we, the record didn't come out until our kid was, um, you know, almost a year old or a year old. Um, So we had plenty of time to hunker down at home during the pandemic, hang out with our kid. And now that he's bigger, we're going out and doing shows. But in, in general terms, in the videos, you kind of put yourself through quite a bit. I mean, you got, you got yourself dumped. You're 
being pulled and skateboarding by a horse. I mean, what's that all about? I'll be your queen. I'll be your boy. Just call me. Call generally just down to try whatever <laughs> the skateboarding with the horse we just thought it would be fun to have a video where i was just skateboarding getting pulled by all sorts of stuff um just kind of like floating through the world in different ways that was your idea stealth you want to talk about it yeah i i you know i was working on a ranch over the pandemic a bit and doing some basically just shoveling horse crap and um right and uh yeah got to know some people who were becoming more and more involved our friend paulo was working at this ranch with us and i was like just on a whim like would it be possible to do this video like is there i mean is this even safe and people are kind of like no but let's just try it anyway you know it's very wild west where we live in bishop um and i think that's uh that's yeah the ethos of the town applied well to the, the video where we were just like, let's try this. What about this? I remember when we were making the video to Weird Set Symbol and our, us masked band members are running around Dorota with rope and a woman came up to right. check this, um, this weather instrument that we were parked near. And she looked over casually as, you know, we're tying Dorota up with rope in this field and was like, okay. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was uh, that's pretty Bishop. People are just like, better mind my own business. <laughs> we were like, I swear, we're making a music video. He was like, whatever. <laughs> so, so what can you tell me? You tell me about the video. Tell me about the song. Weird sad symbol. Weird sad symbol. I can't speak to it. I'm just the muse. Oh, the weird okay. sad symbol. No, go for it, Jorota. Weird sad symbol is sort of a song about just like. There's chaos around you, which is sort of the idea behind the video. Like there's chaos around you and you're just, you just got to roll with it and power through. Um, I wrote it when we were living in Santa Cruz and we were living in this like damp garage. Um, it was like a pretty inconvenient <laughs> situation. Um, and there just, it just felt like, I mean, it's funny because now there's just so much more chaos globally and in all the ways. But at the time, it felt yeah. like we were surrounded by chaos and just had to, like, keep going. Um, and so that's sort of what that song is about and why the video is what it is. <laughs> all right. And, and there's also a, a song called Still To Be with a video. And is there a flute in there? I thought I it's a uh, it's a the Led Zeppelin style Mellotron flute, ah, just, just the fake flute, it, which is interesting because it's one of the instruments I play is flute. I should have just recorded it myself. When you get rolling, you never seem to slow down your train. The problems with our power are ingrained. You never seem to slow down. I think we liked the idea of kind of we spent so much time trying to figure out what second instrument we wanted in there uh we were thinking trombone trumpet 
accordion, right. all these other things. And we set, settled on synth flute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the same. Yeah, at the beginning of um, uh, Stairway to Heaven, those flutes that are happening are, I think, on the Mellotron. And oh, I think yeah. that was the okay. idea, even though it's obviously such a different vibe of song. But that, yep. like, warbly, almost imperfect, perfect flute. Um, nice, nice. And, and uh, again, what can you tell me about the song itself? That one, yeah, I I, I wrote. Um, we were doing a lot of song circles and song prompts over the pandemic just to keep ourselves spry. And uh, yeah, as you do, still to be. I I I really like the story. I mean, I saw I've seen videos of it, of um, of eagles. Uh, mating in air. I don't know if you've seen this in flight where they're kind of twisting and pummeling and um, plummeting. And, uh, and D Dorota works, you know, she'll work out in these kind of remote areas doing water science, water biology. And she was with all these well workers and they're all stopped watching these eagles mate and just thinking of these uh, real rough dudes, these almost like uh, not rough roughnecks, but just very big blue collar dudes stopping for a moment and finding beauty and watching these two uh, spiraling bald eagles twisting in the sky right. and uh, how just ultimately universally romantic that can be and how rare it is, right. I guess, to see any animals mating, even though it's so maybe the most common thing of, of mammals, <laughs> um, anything. So uh, how beautiful of a thing it was. So a lot of those little vignettes in that song are kind of like, um, sidesteps of sidestep sidestep love stories maybe not your first um idea of a love story or a meet cute but uh i think that was the the root in a lot of those lyrics all right i found a lot of our, our lyrics Dorota and i wrote a lot of them about each other and for each other and uh it's interesting hearing how i would sing her voice out of my own lyrics does that make sense maybe like i know knowing she'll be singing and what would i sing to me um it's like if you've ever given a gift to somebody that you know that you're going to get some good use out of uh it, the classic example is hey honey i got you this bowling ball you know what i mean um but <laughs> something like that I, I mean i remember bringing home a juicer for you dorota and you're like, right ah it's so much work to set up and i was like I'll just make us juice all the time. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. like that. I love it. I think that's kind of how we were writing lyrics sometimes is uh, that weird uh, second aversion of uh, intent, singing songs to myself by her from me. Anyway. Cool. Cool. And, and the other song I want to touch on was Scattered, which closes out the record. And there's it some, sounds like real strings. I don't know if they are, but I can't tell these days. They are. But uh, they are. Beautiful. That's me. Tell me a little bit about that one. The 
the verses are about some of the woes of a relationship, um, the troubles, and then the choruses are like a little relationship mantra, um, things to keep in mind to keep it moving and in a positive direction. Um, it felt like a nice way to close out the record because it's feel like it wraps it up on a more hopeful note a little bit. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the strings, that's me playing violin. Um, and our friend Byron Isaacs playing upright bass on it. Um, yeah, we almost didn't record it. It was like an afterthought in the studio. And then I'm glad we did huh. because I feel like it was a really All this nice talk we had about... Yeah, all this talk about not wanting to make a folk record, we still, I think, inevitably have those <laughs> folk roots. And so to end it with a, um, <coughs> um, excuse me, to end it with a uh, fo- folky acoustic song with violin and upright bass didn't feel so out of the norm for us. I think with all of our intention to make it as grungy and rock as we want, we still have that in there somewhere. So um, it's true, yeah. true to form. It's true to us. Yeah, well, it, took a little cool, soft it doesn't sound like a folk record, right? And it's it sounds something in between, which is kind of cool. But sometimes I think about. Do you remember that song "Time of Your Life" by Green Day? Oh yeah, with that long well, that was like it front. was a hit. It was huge, and it had acoustic guitar yeah. and violin and uh, Billy Joe Armstrong singing, and that was it. No drums. Yeah. The drums never come in. Any pop song would have been like, "And here's the drop." You know what I mean? And they never did that. <laughs> and I always really admired that. I think it's, uh, I don't, I'm not saying I don't think this song, I don't think this song is our, uh, you know, graduation song for uh, graduating classes for years to come. But uh, I, I think there's something to that, that the the um, courage that it takes to um, put such a stripped down song on, a, on an album full of rock hits. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hits. So how does all this stuff translate live? You did your first gig, uh, where was it in Colorado, I think, in April? What was that like? Yeah, it. so we recorded the record um, with the three of us and then a couple other friends. And then we were able to, you know, add layers of things on top like you do, studio time. And then we didn't start playing live until after the record was done. So then we had to decide what comes out in the live show. Um, right. And so we've tried a few different things. What we're doing now is playing just as a three piece, me, Stealth and Ryan, I play bass, Stealth plays guitar, Ryan plays drums. Um, and it's like a pretty, it's like a slightly stripped down version of what's on the record, but feels like it gets rocking. It's fun. We tried playing it with a fourth person, which sometimes we toy with the idea just to cover more ground of, parts on the record um yep. which is also fun we're trying to figure it out but right now it's just they we're playing it like pretty rock uh as the three of us gotcha. yeah yeah we did those shows in colorado and then we played a few more things we've played in new york and la and we just played in the bay last weekend and then we have some runs coming up in September and October. So getting out there. So now the album is out. 
what's the what's the overall plan? Do you, are you guys looking forward to what you're going to do next, or are you working on different stuff? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some shows in the Midwest, some shows in the East Coast. Those ones are already planned, booked, and then probably more that aren't booked yet. Um, hoping to tour this record a bit, and then make another one when we're bored of touring. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we had a really fun, easy time making it. It just felt really like fluid and natural. And so Stealth and I just have like piles and piles of songs. So Right. Yeah, we'll make another one. Piles of songs. <laughs> we were right. we were trying to talk to like the label and the management and all this. We're like, okay, we're ready to record a new record. And they're like, oh no. That's not how this works. The next ten years. And then we'll talk about it. I mean, my experience with the Lumineers, I remember we were playing our first late night TV spot. And right. we were like, I know Ho Hey's the hit, but we really like this song Dead Sea. Um, what was it? Craig Ferguson, I think. And and they were yeah. like, so we were like, you know, maybe we should play this one just to show our like diversity. And the label was like, oh, no, that's not how this works. You're going to play ho Hey, or you're not going to be on the show. And we're like, oh. And then the next like, you know, 10 TV spots that we did was playing ho Hey, Right. And uh, we didn't realize that until about four years in that... <laughs> that was going to be our, you know, the legacy for those four years. And luckily we're, we're finally branching out of that. People are knowing us for other songs. And, um, but that thing I think has, uh, traumatized me personally in a way where I'm like, we got to make sure we get out of the gates on the right foot. Um, right. As we start, you know, putting singles out and et cetera, like that, it's hard to say, this is the single, this is the one. And obviously it's not the right. same scale, but it's still very similar to, uh, this is a song you'll be playing for uh, hundreds and thousands of times from here on out. Make sure you love it enough. 